Is that Scottish or Chinese? Uh, both, actually. Father was, like born in, father was born in Scotland, China, uh, mother straight out of Beijing. Yeah, strange mix. That started Chinese and finished Scottish. I think it was Scottish all the way through, but you know, who knows? Welcome to Bag of Cans podcast, where a couple of mates chat football, boxing, whatever else we want, dodgy accents, that's up there, uh, just over a few beers. I kind of forgot yeah. that we had to do an intro again. We did a poll on, on Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, Tom, what's what's the at? Bag of Cans podcast, podcast. Joe, is the, is the at. Yeah, I should remember that, really. It's, it's literally just the name of what we do. You know what? On the um, uh, thing with the poll for the intro, hmm. I think you won, your intro is won by about 70 to 30% or something. However, those that voted for Sally Cinnamon passionately vote for voted for Sally Cinnamon and didn't just vote but they passionately you know. voted did they did they pressed that button extra hard yeah and then made sure that they messaged the bag of cans <laughs> saying do Sally Cinnamon yeah but even though if you paid any attention to our um, social media pages Joe I don't even have a login mate I've so got I'm enough the mastermind behind all of the um... that's it yeah so send any abuse Tom's way I won't any, see or, any awful pictures that you've got of Joe please send them over because that one that was on the story today could, like, can we actually keep that as a bottom because there are some shockers out there and I don't mind yeah. circulating in group chats but there are some pictures of me that I don't want to see the light of day yeah I guess when we've got like 150 listeners we won't want too many people seeing dodgy pictures <laughs> especially when we know pretty much all of them <laughs> probably already seen it uh, <laughs> how's your week been? I haven't spoke to you in at least 45 minutes you know what mate um, the past couple of co- pod- co- pasts, podcasts podcasts I've said that I've had a really busy week at work. I've had a really busy week at Cheltenham from my living room this weekend. <laughs> like, honestly, it has been one of the best weeks in a very long time. Mate, those horses but, don't bet on themselves, do they? The group chat was absolutely violent. It was brilliant. Proper week. How's your week been? Strikingly similar. I started, I've actually forgotten, but this Monday was my birthday, wasn't it? Oh, God, yeah. Happy yeah. birthday for Monday. Thanks, mate. Um, Your um, card is in the post. It'll be with you this time next year. So I did nothing on my birthday. And then I went to work on Tuesday. And my my boss told me afterwards that you'd booked today off. So that was... I did that that a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) That's fucking (laughs) annoying. But it means I've got Monday off this week. So happy days. And then, yeah, I've been the exact same, mate. Cheltenham, Cheltenham, Cheltenham. Many winners, many losers? Tuesday... One winner, Shishkin, the best horse in the world. If you know, you know. Uh, that was the only winner. Tuesday, I think zero winners. No, sorry, Wednesday, I think zero winners. Yeah. Yesterday, big day in the green. Yeah. And then today, not sure if I picked a winner at, at all. Maybe one on like a big random bet, which ended up not making me any money because of all the other things not working. But there was. <laughs> so, that, you know, like the last race of the day. Uh-huh. same as you like the group chat's been been pretty active today especially everyone showing off or commiserating how, how badly they've done or well they've done um, i'm not showing off today no they won't but we all just went like fuck it let's go for it on the last race of the day 10 to 5 whatever it was someone picked a hole i think it was tom and we should have known that lad's not been able to pick his nose this week let alone pick a fucking winner we all lumped on <laughs> you couldn't write it I got it up I was walking home I got it up on my phone it just started first hurdle first fence boom our horse falls <laughs> cheers lads <laughs> so yeah a little bit of a stinking end but I'm green for the week what more can you ask for at a horse racing horse yeah my, my week went pretty similar I think I was I think I was down probably 30 quid after the first day so what would have been when Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday clawed that back and was probably, I don't know, five, ten quid green. When sorry, Thursday was a big day. Well, relatively big day for an amateur gambler. Um, and then yeah, today was was exact same as you. It was a massive call on it today. I don't know I anyone had, who's had a good day today. I had like eight bet eight, nine bets on today and not one of them came in. 
Yeah, I cleared out. I mean, I'm, I'm yesterday after a big win, I took a chunk of winnings out to make oh, sure yeah, that I was, was green for the week. But I've emptied pretty much. Every, I've got a lot of a lot of accounts with bookies, and I've been doing the rounds, making sure they're all nice and empty after today. So, yeah, it's good. Already looking forward to the national in three weeks, four weeks. Um, we, we've arranged to do an actual Cheltenham trip this time next year. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I think we've we've got so far. Someone's <laughs> going to host Ascot, and we're all going to take the week off. We've got so we've got so much into like lockdown and being at home now. We're talking about it in the group chat. I was like, you know, this time next year, we should all just book a day off. We'll just sit in my living room for four days, just get bladdered and bet. This is what and we're doing at Ascot. Paul O'Connor just went, why don't we just go Cheltenham? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we'll actually oh, yeah. be able to do that. Mate, that's what we're that's what me and a couple of mates have been doing for the last few months though. On a Saturday, if there's nothing to do, just get a pack of beers and I just sit I literally just sit at my desk. Just yeah, doing about five minutes research on a horse and then and then throwing money at it. It's been a good few weeks. I probably won't bet on a horse again until Cheltenham next year. To be honest, um, maybe like, I think I'm busy tomorrow, but come Monday or Tuesday, I'll be I'll be back on it. You want to get that looked at? Oh, it's, it's good, though, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Let's not get into that because that'll make me sound. I, actually, though, on the gambling thing, I saw this. I saw someone like sharing like a girl tweeting about gambling and basically being like oh I, like, I need to get in this I just come on twitter and just see a lad's won like two three grand and just see someone replying like you know you do not see the losses <laughs> you don't see, yeah, like the yeah. amount of us who are losing <laughs> more than makes up for that one the amount, day, the amount of my group that were like up like fairly decent numbers come this time yesterday mm. and today it's probably half <laughs> if that it's a shame, um, what can, what you, can do? you do? Cheltenham. Right, big news this week. Huge this week, news, yesterday was it? Uh, England squad getting announced. I'm going to start with England today. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, I've only just, I've actually had, I had the squad up earlier. I mean, I don't really give a shit about England football until it's tournament time, if I'm honest. Um, well, I'm mad for it when it comes to tournaments and I believe that we're going to win it every fucking time. But up until then, I just think nothing, bit. nothing from international football unless it's a tournament. Like, no, it's, it's just a bit of a Na- nation league. Nations league was all right. Gave you a bit of something to get your teeth into. Don't but you, about that. I, I'm right in thinking that these are all friendlies, aren't they? There's nothing on them. No, there's qualifiers. World Cup qualifiers. Some of them, I think. Oh, are they? I don't even know. So. They're, I don't they're think still they basically are. friendlies, aren't they? They are when you look at the opposition. Yeah. I know we're playing San Marino, and I can't remember the other two teams. I think it's Albania and another team who are. A football team. I don't know who it is, but I'm yeah, some big talk. Squad though. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, there's not really anything. It, it, looking at the squad, if you go for it in terms of the keepers, Pope and Henderson are in there every time, and then they've had to they've called up Sam Johnston because Pickford's injured. It's not really. I have a bit of an opinion on that goalkeeping situation. Hit me. I think Sam Johnston. Hmm is a much better keeper than Dean Henderson. I think Dean Henderson is still... <sighs> have you seen Sam Johnson play any time recently? I'm, I'm not knocking the Sam Johnson compliment. It's more just, you know, Dean Henderson... Even, even back when he was at Villa... He's a good keeper. He's unbelievable. And I feel like Henderson is still just riding the wave of Sheffield United. I'm realistically not playing any football since then. Now, I've not necessarily got an opinion on Henderson's ability, but when people talk about Henderson being number one for England... I just find it a bit of a... The lad doesn't play every week. Exactly. He did He did well at Sheffield United. I don't think there's any denying that. But I don't think people were watching him at Sheffield United. Well, maybe well, clearly some people were. And were going, oh, yeah, this lad is one of the best in the world. Which is how some people seem to now talk about him as if... Like, nah. If you don't play for your club and there's... Yeah. you know, Even if you don't rate Pickford that highly, he's still a quality keeper to a level. So you can't for me... jump people who are playing every week. Sure. For me, it's always Pope v Pickford. And I have an opinion on this with actually a fair few of my mates actually agree on this. A few really don't. I'd be interested to hear what people think that know the football. So I think if you were to look at two goalkeepers in Pope versus Pickford, on form week in, week out for club, Pope gets the nod, right? The the only question mark on that is probably use of feet and Pickford. Yeah, that's that's nailed on, bang on. Form correct, footwork correct, nailed on. However, in an England shirt, for me, 
Pickford could have a, 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 he could be injured for the rest of the season. If he's fit for three games before the end of the year and then goes into the Euros, something about Pickford in an England shirt, he starts for me every single day of the week. Mate, I'm a big, I'm a big, big believer in this. Uh, you, you represent your country well. Yeah, it almost doesn't matter too much what goes on in between games. Hundred, you sort of you, you play for two caps. I think Stuart Pearce used to say that you play for your current cap, you play for your next one. Hundred percent. And also, as as a manager, he only gets to see these players. He only gets to work with these players every few months. And people talk about picking a team on form and doing this and doing that. And to an extent, you can pick a team on form. But if the form massively changes, you can't realistically expect a manager to go, oh, brilliant, I've been working with, you know, this bulk of players for the last two years, but form's gone wrong. I'm going to have to bring in a load of players that I've never really worked with before, who I've never trusted in situations before, who've never delivered with me before. And that's why I think Pickford is, is going to keep getting the nod. He delivered for Southgate. He's, he's never let England down. I can't think of a single clangor that he's made for England. It's, you can see why the guy who who only gets a chance to in Southgate, he only gets a chance to prove his credentials as a manager every few months. When when you get in that position and you trust a player, it's even more so than when a manager trusts a player at a club because the it, the stakes are so much higher and you get so many less opportunities to make things right. I agree with that one hundred percent. I think there is a very slight difference between goalkeepers and outfield players with that whole concept. Mm-hmm. Just if you think of the likes of John Stones after the World Cup and his Man City form, he was nowhere near the England squad. No one even mentioned him until he's become unbelievable again this year. Yeah, Thinking of the likes of Lingard, who is now ironically back in the squad that we'll get on to. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Shaw. Outfield players, I feel, and I have more justification for if you're not playing well, keep them out of the squad. Yeah, but with goalkeepers which is such an important... Well, every position is important, isn't it? But I completely agree with every single word that you've said on that kind of idea, but maybe less so without field players. Yeah, fair. Um, and any other England keepers that would have been in the mix? Not for me, because yeah. I've, always, I've always sort of th- thought that... I mean, I've I always thought, it's, I've always thought it's Pickford, to be honest. You know, the, the other keepers are decent, but until... I think the, the goalkeeper position, it's like this at club or country you almost have to lose the position. Someone can't come and take it. It's very difficult for a player to come and take the position. In other positions, you know, if you're a striker, if you're doing okay, but someone's doing brilliantly, you'll lose that position. Whereas in goal, as long as you don't fuck up, it's very, you know, the manager's not going to drop you. And that's a it was, more country. It was very similar for Joe Hart too. Mm. When he got dropped by Pep and went out on all, well, not all of the loan spells that he went out on, but for a long period of time, everyone was still calling for him to remain as England number one, mm-hmm. even when he'd been banished by a club, club wasn't playing week in, week out. So I think that the same thing, I'm not saying they're on the same level. <laughs> well, the Joe Hart thing, did you see? It's, obviously, it's, it's Instagram record, howl record this on Friday. It's so last night. Tottenham obviously lose 3-0 in Zagreb, which is, well, we could do a podcast just on that as it is. But <laughs> that, if you haven't seen the Joe Hart Instagram, then, well, he's blamed his social media team and surely it was, it wouldn't have been him. But they've they put up a post of three nil in Zagreb with the with the caption "Job done." <laughs> Did you see his apology video? Yeah, I watched it about ten minutes so ago. He, on he goes um, for anyone that's not seen it. Uh, really sorry. It was down to it was down to my social media team. One does Joe Hart really have a social media team? Mate, like there's that? no way he's done that. He's got um, to have a social media team. He then says proceeds to say. Um, can I just clarify? It was just a typo. <laughs> well, it wasn't a typo, was it? And then at the end of the he meant, message, he meant to put he meant to put job not done. Yeah, and then at the end of the message is have a great day. My <laughs> Spurs fans haven't just been trounced out of the, out of the Europa League by Zagreb with Tiafile Katarina at left back that used to play for Cardiff under the Solskjaer. <laughs> Absolute stinker. That bloke's just finished, isn't he? Oh, lad, don't he? He's really gone downhill. Rest of the squad. Uh, trying to think what else we've had. Big one, big one, big one. Trent dropped. And Southgate came out and said that it was on form. So I wanted to pick your brains about this, actually. Well, and everyone that's listening. Yeah. I think everyone can accept that right back is probably the strongest position that England have in terms of strength and depth when you think of... Possibly, yeah. 
I don't even think there's a possibly about it, to be honest. Well, I'm just thinking that some of our attacking midfielders are gravy, aren't they? But, but, but in, I, terms, of, it, in yeah. terms of numbers. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I just think Southgate's gone down the route because he plays four at the back. Uh, sorry, three at the back, five at the back, whatever you want to call it, a large amount of the time. He's just tried to cover his arse a little bit too much. So he's picked Kyle Walker, who's not been playing for Man City, mm. and he's picked Reese James, who are two very similar stocky fullbacks that can play at that right side. And then you've obviously got Trippier, who's been playing well for Atletico in Madrid. I think you pick either one of Walker or James that can both play both positions. And then you pick specialist right backs or wing backs. I'm not saying pick Trent because yeah. he's been toilet this year. He's been so just been shit. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm still not convinced by Reese James personally. Well, I'll take it differently, actually. I, I think looking at them, I don't, you know, I, we can sit here and talk about Kieran Trippier. The reality is, I don't watch him. At most, you've watched him play two 90 minute games against Chelsea. Well, he didn't even play, was, first, he didn't even he play still, first leg. He only I played thought he was still leg. banned for betting. So he only got to play the second leg. So realistically, most people will only have seen Trippier play 90 minutes of football. So who knows? I'm, not, I'm just not going to have an opinion on him. I haven't seen him play. But I know he's a good player. Reese James, I've been really impressed by him. I would have had him in the squad. Yeah. The Walker one for me, I mean, he's, he's definitely not in City's first 11 anymore. Nope. He gets games, but, you know, I'd get games in that squad because they play football every three days. Yep. Um, so I th- that's the only one where it's a bit like, I, I think the reason he took him, and it sort of touched on what you put, is, is, is he's, he's performed when England have played three at the back and Southgate clearly likes that and it goes back into what I was saying earlier about trusting him and Trent has been shite this season like unbelievably bad I don't want to lay into him too much because he'll come again he's he's so young he's been outstanding the classy you know the level he's set for himself is so high but you can't stress enough he has been terrible this season yeah, facts. Like, the amount of times he gives the ball away, it is genuinely like he's playing in the wrong team. Mm-hmm. Like he'll he'll pass. The, I reckon there'll have been games this season where he'll have passed the ball more to some of the other lads than other players on that team will have. Facts, hundred uh, percent. Just two final points on the defence. Buzzing to see John Stones just because mm. of the romance from that World Cup. Mm. Um, Buzzing to see Luke Shaw back in the squad because he's been absolutely unbelievable. Been, in, been unreal this season. Unreal. Doing it for the stocky lads. However, <laughs> what does Luke Shaw look like with his top off? That's the question everyone wants to know. I would pay to see Luke Shaw naked. <laughs> quote it. Um, one thing, Chilwell instead of Cresswell. I think that's a bit of a howler person. Maybe not a howler, but Cresswell deserves it. Chilwell hasn't nailed down a, uh, a place in two shows team Cresswell has been unbelievable that's my only bug not mad at it but I think it's bordering on Harla I'll, I'll listen to it but I don't agree with it I, I would have chill well but I, I can understand your point I think that's a lot of it but I can I still love chill well by the way huge fan of him I just think it's harsh on, on Mate, is there a footballer who looks more Essex than Ben Chilwell <laughs> and he's from uh, where's he from Milton Keynes he went to school with I don't know Mark Brandos oh did he yeah, he's our age. Well, my age, not your age. Not, not this age, big age. <laughs> um, midfielders. Jesse yes. Lingard back in the squad. Happy for him. What a lovely bloke. Yeah, and, and Southgate came out and said, you know, he's been fortunate that because of the injuries. Sure. To, I think he was mainly touching on Grealish, on Madison, on Barnes. Madison, Although Barnes. Madison and Barnes haven't been in the squad previously, I don't think, or haven't played. Um yeah, he's been brilliant since he went to, to West Ham. He's been brilliant. And you don't turn into a bad player overnight. And just because he wasn't good enough for United's, you know, 11, who are now second best team in the league currently, you know, still in cup competition, still going well, that doesn't make you a bad player. People yeah, sure. want to knock him. You know, I can't stand United and I'll happily knock United all day. But just because you're not good enough for United doesn't mean you're not a good player. Sure. Out of them three injured midfielders, well, mm-hmm. maybe Class Barnes is an attacker, but Grealish obviously gets in our squad. I'm sure you'd agree. 
by the way, we're gonna we're gonna do a proper episode on Euro squads and elevens, etc. Closer. Yeah, I think we'll do like a week or two before the actual squads men to be. We'll do an episode where we do our sort of squad. We'll listen to what some of you have got to say, and then once the squad's been announced, we'll look at doing an eleven. Yeah, facts. Um, for me though, Barnes, I love Harvey Barnes. Love him. I think he's class. Does he get in the squad? based on our strength down that left-hand side, not entirely sure. And for me, Madison is the one that you leave out if you're leaving out one between Mount, Grealish, Foden and Madison. Crucifying me for it. If you, I'd like him to get all four in there. I don't think he does tournament football. No, I, I agree. If you take, I'd like to take all four, but if you don't, I think Madison's fourth in that list. I'm a, I'm a, well, I'm a big fan of all four of those players. They're quality. They're quality. And they're all quality in slightly different ways. They'll play and they the can game. all play, aside from Barnes, they can play somewhat different positions. Yeah, uh, maybe if, if I'm honest, I don't, term, think, but... I don't think Barnes, unless he has an incredible end to the season, I don't think Barnes is really anywhere near the Euro squad when it's announced, when it's down to 23. Um, I think he's closer than you think, but yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I'll get in there. This is what I wanted to grab you on. Were you fuming when you saw um, Ollie Watkins in the squad over Patty Bamford? I do like Patty Bamford, but not. Few, I mean, I'm I'm a bit gutted for him because I don't think there's much between those two. I rate Ollie Watkins. I think he's a quality player. You know, he scored sure. shitloads of goals in the championship. Um, big I fan. I like it. I put it. I put it this way. I think if Watkins was at Leeds, he'd have more goals than Bamford. If Bamford was at Villa, he'd have less goals than Watkins. Maybe it's hard not to say. Not convinced by Patrick Bamford just yet. It's hard to say. I mean, Bamford's such a weird one because he misses some sitters. He strikes the ball so badly sometimes. But you see so many chances, don't they? We do, yeah. But, you know, he's, he's obviously a big part of that happening as well. Mm. You know, and how big, it's hard to say. But he's obviously a big part of us creating loads of chances. I love Bamford. You know, he's he's come up to the Premier League. I didn't expect him to get this many goals. He scored loads of goals. He scored more goals than Ollie Watkins. Yeah. Um, also, probably had twice the amount of chances. Yeah, well. uh, maybe he has. Maybe he has, but he still scored twice. You know, more goals than him. Um, look, I'm not. I'm gutted for him on a personal level, in the sense that it would be incredible to get into the England squad. I'm not gutted as an England fan. I don't think either of those players at the minute, anyway. Who knows what they'll be like in the future? But right now, neither of those players are, are players that I'd want to be starting for England or playing for England on a consistent basis. So. I'm not gutted as a as a fan of England. I'm gutted for him on a personal level. I um, heard Gareth South- Southgate give your old mate Luke Aylin an honourable mention in his press conference. He, he said something about, what was it, Aylin and Matty Cash were both ahead of Trent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On form. I mean, form-wise they are, but Jesus Christ. Matty Cash, though, me, like, my mates are obviously somewhat biased, be it, being Forest fans and Matty Cash coming from Forest, etc., I've watched my like. I love watching Villa this year. I've said it a few times. I make DP is a huge Villa fan. Like I always say it to him, that I, I I love watching Villa, and every time I've seen Cash, I've been like, good "You're point. good at football, like really, like that back four at Villa." Uh, They're a good Con- outfit. They're a good outfit nowadays, aren't they? Conser gets in that England squad over Mings for me. It's only the <laughs> left-sided issue, which is why Conser probably doesn't. Uh, but that whole back four is quality. But yeah, I've been massively impressed with with Cash in the Premier League. Um, I, haven't, I haven't watched Villa in, in sort of the last couple of, maybe six weeks or two months, really, unless we've played him or something. But yeah, I watched them a few times in the first half of the season and yeah, really impressed. Really, really impressed. They're a good side. and Proper team. It's just a shame that Ross Barkley hadn't kicked on after his start to the to the season. He looked like him and Grealish were going to be like two peas in a pod. Yeah, and I mean, that's Ross a lot Bar- too. Ross he- Barkley, he's going to do a Jack Wilshire, 100%. Is he injured at the minute or is he just not involved in this? He is injured, isn't he? Uh, he's in and out of it. He, he's had a run of games and he's been shocking. Because you look at them, you look at the midfield here and I, I like all the players in it, but I look at it and I think, oh, maybe it's just, it's just it doesn't light it up like some other positions in our team. Like Calvin, Phillips, Calvin Phillips is in the team. I'm a big Calvin Phillips fan. Obviously, I think he's a great footballer. I think he's knocking on the door. Of England, is he? But, but knocking on the door, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't open the door and he stood there welcoming you in. 
Which is he wouldn't be in that squad if Henderson was fit, though, would he? I think he would just because he'd be dropping. You reckon Lingard. he'd be dropping Lingard over Phillips. Phillips has got in the last two or three squads, and, and Lingard has. Yeah, but our default just because he likes playing too. Well, I guess so. If he likes playing too deep line midfielders, but I think this squad, which is what I was saying to you a few weeks ago, because of lack of options at the minute, he's going to have to play Mount as more of a six than a eight or a ten. Possibly. Um, yeah, just because of how he likes to play. I mean, surely, though, the opposition we've got in these next few days. You play with four tens and you'd still win, you, wouldn't you? You can't, be, you can't be setting up with five defenders on the pitch or, you know, two hold or five defenders and two holding midfielders. That's, mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm quite a, I'm quite supportive of Southgate. I'm quite concerned, I, you know, I understand. I'll give reasons to some of the things that he does and the choices he makes. But if he goes and sits with five defenders and two older midfielders against some of these teams we're playing, then yeah, I'll, um, I'll be chirpsing. And people that say that he should practice the way that he wants to play against the big teams, against smaller teams. Which is what I would say. No, 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 no. But no. not in these games. It's absolutely not in these games. because you don't get any practice of what you'd need practice on. That makes sense. Yeah. But no, all in all, uh, a couple of howlers in there, arguably. Um, but not mad at it and absolutely buzzing as I, I can speak for both of us for mm. the Euros and being able to chat about Euro squads yeah, it's going to be classic what it? we want I think because I think a lot of people's England teams like my mates when I speak to them are very very similar just mm. with a couple of tweaks here and there it's always like three or four tweaks. it's always three or four players sure. but no looking forward to getting getting our teeth into that in a couple of weeks time yeah weeks time and hopefully we'll be sat here next week not talking about some shit results or shit performances. Oh, is it next week? Maybe the week after. Or playing two sixes. Yeah. <laughs> some other big news this week, though. There is, mate. Moving on to the world of boxing. Ooh. AJ Fury is... Well, it's been finally signed, but that is pretty much all the news that you've got out of it, isn't it? Two people have put their signatures on a piece of paper. There's nothing to do with Maybe a little new bit. date. More than two people have... Put the yeah. signatures on the paper. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know my point. We haven't learned anything in terms of venue, in terms of date, but it's it. It, it doesn't feel like that big a step because you want to you know, until it's announced as a fight. But it does feel like we're we're closer, doesn't it? Hundred percent. I think I think this fight's definitely going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think it does happen in the summer. It's definitely not going to happen in the UK for Where'd anyone you, that thinks was, that it will. Won't. I was going to get onto venue. Gonna, Where do you think? I think it's going to happen in Saudi. Yeah, me too. Just because of infrastructure, knowing that Matchroom can pull off events there. Um, I'll be writing a check as long as my arm. Oh, sure. Well, and, I've got, long, and I've got long arms. arms. I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as long as you're tall, so. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of, um, of these countries would have written big checks, but I don't think... I think the only chance of having a fight in the UK is the third fight. If, if each it goes of them to win three. one. If it, of course, yeah. Um, I think the second one goes to Vegas. You reckon? Uh, once things are back to normal. Yeah, I do. I just think... The, I'm not like sure I about listen, that, you know. I religiously listen to every single one of Eddie Hearn's IFL interviews. Hmm. And I've been watching every single one. Well, not every single you know. For, for a good number of years now and I can tell when he's pessimistic about fights being in the UK um, and when you have parties that are massively driven by money um, which whether they like to say it or not they all are um, mm-hmm. MTK backed you've got Matt Troom you've got Joshua's management money 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 they all I mean, are. I, and you I, can't I, blame I, them for it because they're getting in there to do it however none, none um, of this for me is, a, is about I mean the first fight is definitely going to be in Saudi for me you know yep. They throw up. At least somewhere in the Middle East it's going to be yeah. but, likely Saudi. But to put it into sort of perspective, I've seen Eddie Earn talking about this previously. If you want to put on a show in the UK, you know, you put on the show in the UK, you get the ticket sales, which are huge. That's where they make so much money. Not not the biggest book, but a huge amount of money. Yep. You know, the venue, the country won't pay you to come. Saudi Arabia want to have this fight, they will write you a £300 million cheque and say, this is to come and have the fight here. From the government. From, to exactly. Matchroom. 
So Which I think most fight, people don't understand at all, do they? No, they don't. No, that, that's these why countries, they go and fight in these places. The country pays. The country pays for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not Saudi Arabia's equivalent of Eddie Hearn is saying, no. "I'm going to pay for this account." It's it, it, it's Saudi Arabia that are paying. Saudi Arabia government. It's, like <laughs> yeah. it's literally the equivalent of the UK of Boris Johnson turning around and saying, "We'll pay you 250 million pounds to have the fight at Wembley." Exactly. That's the the genuine equivalent, and it's not going to happen. But I'm surprised about the Vegas one because, I mean, I suppose it depends how the first fight goes. If that first fight's exciting, then maybe it does capture the imagination of the Americans. But if it's not, then I can't really see the the Vegas attraction because the reason you want to fight in America or to get the Americans is because of their pay-per-views. They do. Obviously, the biggest numbers of pay-per-view, there's five times as many people as there are in the UK and they charge four, five, six times the price for the pay-per-view. The, re- the reason I say Vegas for the second fight is two reasons. One, the Saudi fight will be on a time that suits both here and there to an extent. Here and where? Here in... here in America. You reckon? They'll do something to make sure that that's the case. Bob Arum's involved is going to happen. And second reason, on on your point about catching imagination, we'll get onto this at some point too, but I think Joshua Fury, when you think about that old boxing phrase, stars make, make fights, there is no way this fight isn't going to be entertaining. No way whatsoever. Uh, so you talk about capturing imagination, I think it absolutely does that. I think neither one nor the other is going to blow the other away. Um, and there's definitely going to be room for at least two fights, possibly three. We'll see. But I've, I, something tells me Vegas for the second. I'd love it to be at Tottenham's ground, second one, or Wembley, whatever. I was at Wembley Klitschko, um, Bez and Lee. It was unbelievable. Absolutely. We were up in the clouds. It was like, I'll remember that night forever. So uh, I've, if, been to if, two, I've been to two Joshua fights, and if you were to look at his record since he became a big name, they're probably two worst fights to go to. Two worst fights. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about where the second one will be, because I mean, we're just assuming the first one's going to be the summer in Saudi. Right. Summer, yeah. But if you do the first one then, mm-hmm. the second one is when? Depends if anyone gets injured or... Because um, you, you can't do you, a fight at Tottenham Stadium. No. Until it, the end of the season. This is another point, exactly. So the first, the first. Well, fight, um, you can at Tottenham. They've got that roll-on, roll-off pitch thing, haven't they? Yeah. Which apparently gives them some kind of lenience. What? So you could do that one week and the following week they could be out there playing foosball. Genuinely, there's a place in Tottenham's ground that stores the pitch. Well, I've seen that they can move that it. From might, the that might football. be Harler of the week, by the way. No, I've seen that they definitely... move it for American football or something. It's, there's definitely more to it. It's a long shot, isn't it? It's a long shot. Sure. Um, but a fight of that size, and also, does Tottenham's roof shut? Not sure because you don't want to have a fight in December in the UK if the roof don't shut. They wouldn't do it in December, though, would they? Because I don't think this because the, the original talk for this fight was June, which is massively optimistic. Because I was listening to her the other day, now they've signed contracts, they've given themselves 28 days to make the fight and secure a venue, et cetera, et cetera. That's by the time soon, that's June. finished, exactly. Soon. By the time that's been done, that's, I don't know. Mid-April, mid-April. Yeah. Maybe touching May if they have extensions, et cetera. There's no way this fight's happening in June. They'll, want a, tw- they'll want a 12-week camp. I think it's July or August job earliest. Mm-hmm. And by the time that's finished and fighters have had three, four weeks out of the ring to just recharge, um, you're into... September. There's no way it's happening in yeah. in December. I don't, you know, I don't know what the situation will be. They're obviously going to pay their mandatories. I think Usyk's going to get some or paid some step aside money. Yeah, he keeps but talking about doesn't he? Usyk. I wonder, mate. I was well, walking they've, out, they've I was made walking over Usyk earlier. Joyce. Mate. I was walking they've over made... earlier and I saw a fucking not as ugly, but an Usyk look alike. He rocks being that ugly, though, doesn't he? Mate, yeah, this guy didn't quite so much, but it was <laughs> The Lincoln Usyk. <laughs> Lincoln Usyk. I didn't really want to say anything because it's not really, you don't really want to say to someone, oh, by the way, you look just like this really famously ugly bloke. 
it's not very nice, is it? <laughs> you might hurt me. Um, <laughs> we haven't spoken about this today. I didn't know whether you wanted to mention it today or not. Um, venue announced for Canelo Saunders. See? No, I didn't know that. Dallas. I said that. Yeah. Told you it'd be Texas, didn't I? Be big numbers in there too. Told you it'd be Texas. Was it AT and T? Uh, possibly, but there was talk of uh, 40,000, 50,000. Yeah, it'll be the AT&T. I'm sure he's fought there a few times. He's got he gets um, big numbers in Texas. It's touches, touches that's a huge Mexico. fight as well, isn't it? I can't wait for that fight. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant I can't fight. wait to just talk about it as well. Do we want to get do you want to get into Joshua Fury, the actual fight, or do we want to save that for another time? It's up to you, mate. I mean, go on then, let's have a General way, prediction. Way off prediction, yeah. We've still got we've still got time if you want to talk about it, but I'm not gonna give a prediction. What I am gonna say is stars make fights. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know when people used to say that about boxing, I'd be like, right, what do you mean by that? Uh I'm not gonna tell you what I mean. No, I'm, I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I think I think if Fury boxes like he did against Wilder the second time. Mm-hmm. Aggressive, walking him down, etc., etc. I think Joshua troubles him. I think he gets straight down the middle and he hurts him. I think if Fury boxes like he did Wilder one, he has more of a chance. However, if you compare Wilder to Joshua in boxing like boxing the way Fury did, um Joshua is a supremely better boxer than Wilder is Absolutely. and would give Joshua loads more trouble. So Fury's best bet in my eyes is mixing the two somewhat, maybe not being as ag- aggressive as the second fight against Wilder and not as conservative as the first and kind of combining the two. Um, I think he absolutely has the ability to both hurt Joshua, even though he's absolutely. not considered to be a big puncher. Um, and he has the, of course, he has the ability to completely outbox Joshua. I don't think he puts on a boxing clinic against Joshua. No, I think um, um, I don't see that happening. However, I, I I'll leave it at this on my prediction. I I'm a huge Anthony Joshua fan, more so than I am Tyson Fury. Maybe not necessarily for boxing reasons, but just in general, that is genuinely to me a fifty-fifty fight, like a. It's as much of a 50-50 fight for me as Canelo Saunders two years ago. Yeah, fair. That would be my prediction for now. I'll give you a better one close to the time because I'm sure you want to hear it, don't you? Always, mate. Fans audience. Always. Oh, yeah, and them fuckers. Oh, shit, yeah, we put this out, don't we? <laughs> All of our friends that we just chew their ear off. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm, uh, yeah, I, with Joshua, for me, he, well, both of them, have struggled in the past against smaller opponents. Uh, Fury's been dropped by Cunningham. Joshua has obviously lost to Ruiz. Um, Tyson u- has used that, you know, because he's he's always the bigger guy, even though he's in with other big people. He's always the bigger guy. You watch the Klitschko performance; it was a bit of a spoiler, but he was the bigger guy. guy. He used he's a big his, old lump. He used his his bigness, <laughs> yeah. if you want. When he fought Wilder the first time, he used his Again, his bigness. And against Wilder the second time, again, he used that to his advantage. I see him trying to use that to his advantage against Joshua. I think where that becomes interesting is that I don't think anyone near their height has quicker hands than Joshua. Sure. You know, there are lads down at six foot, six foot one in the heavyweight division who have quicker hands. Sure. Not many, but there are some. I don't think there are there's anyone at 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", who has quicker hands than Joshua. And that makes it exciting. And explosively quick hands too. Yeah, because he's very not much... Just you know, tap, Wilder tap, tap, was, quick hands. Wilder has pure power. Like mm-hmm. He throws himself into those punches. You get hit by one of them. You're lucky if you wake up, if you're a normal human. Sure. But if he misses that first one, you're kind of fine. With Joshua, mm-hmm. if he misses the first one, well, you're still in trouble. This is the second. You're still in trouble. Three, four, five, six. They're coming all day long. And they're all, I don't think they're concussive power. I'm sure the odd one is. But there's so many of them. And they're all quite heavy. So 
I think Fury fights as a big person. I think he fights as the bigger man. I think he's a spoiler. I think he 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 tries to sort of weigh Joshua down yeah. with. Does it make it look as pretty as most Fury fans yeah, think he would do? I think he no, I don't, no, I don't think he does. I think he he lands lots of jabs. He throws his jab all night. I think he he looks to you know when some people. Uh, when someone gets close to them who's dangerous, they tie up for safety alone. Mm-hmm. I think Fury would do that to an extent, but I think he'll be looking to tie up to tire him out. I think he'll be mm. looking to be like, yeah, I want Joshua glasses, right? I want to lie on you. I want to yeah. stand on you for you know a minute of this round. I want you to have to take my weight. I want you to punch, and then I want you to have to take it. And then when you get a little bit tired, I'll pop the one too. And because Fury's got it. It's such a simple combination, but Fury's got such a beautiful one-two that he can punch through the guard brilliantly. He can throw, he can throw a one-two, one-two where it's so easy, doesn't he? Yeah, and the second jab will be slightly a screw, and the right hand will be ever so slightly over the top. It, it's it's beautiful. It, it really is. Um, so I, I think Fury wins the fight. I, I won't go any more than that. We'll talk it in more detail closer to time, and I'll probably watch the closer we get Joshua's last few fights. I'll watch Fury's last few fights. There's one other outstanding factor that uh, none of the promotion or maybe even boxing fans have spoken about. Inactivity is going to be huge. Mm. Last time Joshua was out was against Pulev. Fury was meant to be out in December, wasn't. So by the time this fight comes around, if it is late summer, he's going to be a, been out the ring for at least 18 months. Am I right? It's February, the rematch, wasn't it? So, yeah. Best part of exactly, um, and Fury fans' argument would be he had three years out of the ring, blew up to twenty six stone. Still, yeah, I, I understand the point. I'm, I must, sure. must say that I, I'm not worried about ring rust three for these guys. I think when you get to that level, if you if you years out of the ring, the time out of the ring has been dodgy, then I think it matters. But if you've just been ticking over, ticking over, ticking over, and you're at that level. And I think because they're both worried. they're both in a very similar boat in terms of they're, they're both they're, they're, there's been no lack of focus on what their end goal is. Sure, and and if if Fury had been fighting every three months for the last two years, Joshua had been out the ring for eighteen months, or vice versa, then you've probably got an argument for it. Mm. But for the sake of six months here and there, um, it's a very even fight. And as boxing fans. We should count ourselves very, very lucky. It's the fight we want to see. And and one thing, I'll just finish on this. It really annoys me when, you know, I think, you know, you prefer Joshua, I prefer Fury, but, you know, we're both, we both appreciate the other one. But you know when you get the real fanboys who go, oh, "Oh, that guy's shit, that guy's shit. And whoever loses this fight, it's not shit. They're just the second best. Yeah. And it's not (laughs) going to be by much either. And imagine being the second best at something in the world. It's ridiculous. Yeah. ridiculous how people get so tribal about things but let's not get into that too much let's move on let's move finish on. up all right that's boxing boom i don't know what else well i don't know what other boxing fights we've got coming up soon but we'll have to have a Lawrence O'Coley is going to win a world title tomorrow night this, which this is yesterday on. for people that are listening and i would rather stab myself in the face than watch that twat win a world title he's the worst boxer to win a world title since careful there's been some awful ones George Graves with one arm. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm no, no, don't you dare say anything about George Graves. <laughs> I love that guy. But, but yeah, just, just clarification. Um, Tom hates Lawrence Coley as a boxer. Bag of cans. No, no, no. I'm speaking to oh, you. You're <laughs> putting me on this as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We hate, we used, well, we absolutely hate Lawrence Coley. We used to hate Conor. Not as a person, we don't know. Slightly coming around to him. No, no, he's had a lovely story. Whatever. I don't know anything Boxing about wise. Boxing wise. He could, he could have 50 fights and win all of them and I won't have seen a good fight. Useless <laughs> piece of toilet. Carry on. Well, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to lie. I was just, I was literally just going to finish that with, oh yeah, I don't know what's coming up boxing world. We'll have a look, see what's coming up. Bang. <laughs> Fuck Lawrence Coley. The match has been struck. <laughs> Right, we'll move on to something that is, I mean, it's becoming a feature. I don't know how long I'm going to stick with this. Hopefully we get too popular that I don't have to do this, but some Twitter mentions. Again, you retweeted my tweet. I said that I might talk about it. So let's go through. By the them. way, can I can I jump in? Like 
this is going to make me look like a loner. So all of my friends that are listening, you don't have friends. So he's just talking about his friends. But I know that you support us massively on Instagram. But maybe every now and again, just give a retweet. Yeah, but I don't know. If they follow, I don't know if they follow me on Twitter. That's the thing. Lou's, Lou's just scared about the fact that I might mention him fingering his bird on what do you call it Park again. But <laughs> you know, look, you do. continue. Not our fault, Lou. All right. She likes what she likes. Uh, first one up this week. <laughs> first, <laughs> first one up is actually from my football team. Is Chrissy Lewis, uh, who normally literally just gives me shit on Twitter nonstop. He sits at his computer. You all normally liking it. Some of my other friends are normally liking it. The moment I put out a tweet, about 30 seconds later, I'll get a little Chris Lewis notification. Where yeah. he's, he's normally had my pants down, to be fair. He's quite funny. Um, but I'll be nice about him. <laughs> uh, Chris Lewis, yeah. I, I don't know if it's true. Who cares? But on my debut, I've only been playing for this team since, you know, this season. He's a decent footballer, Chris. But he literally skinned three players and the keeper and just as he was about to roll the ball into the back of the net, snapped his knee, and we've not seen him since. Oh, bless him. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say bless him. We're all quite glad that we don't have to see him anymore. And also, <laughs> Tottenham lost 3-0 last night. Chris, you shit house. Have a good day from Joe Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, job done. <laughs> no joking, Chris, I do like you. Next one's Tom White, and this is a friend I haven't seen in a long time, actually. I've got too many friends called Tom. Um, do this, this is he's a genuinely nice bloke. This guy, he literally never lets you buy a drink mainly because he me and him would get on like a hogs on fire in that case. <laughs> right, it's funny you say that, right? Because we became friends, well, not became friends, but we bonded the same way that me and you did. Can you remember that on Liverpool, uh, Liverpool TV when Daniel Sturridge did his cover of Timmy Turner? That's yeah, it, yeah. Timmy, Timmy Turner. Yeah. <laughs> Your man Tom likes the same thing. We used to joke about it. Well, Tom, me and you will get on for free beer and good UTV videos. He's a good guy. Another good friend. Mate, these are all good friends of mine, actually. I'm... I wish I had some of them. Yeah, they sound. But <laughs> Rob's on here. He's a, he's a really good friend of mine. He's the one who sent me the... Um... Is this Rob Owen? Yeah, it's, it's Rob who sent me that... Um, what's it called? All them Leeds beers. Unbelievable, Rob. You're going to put on the uh, on the story at some point. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fucking sick. Yeah, and he will genuinely be a really big supporter of us. He'll retweet everything, quote stuff. But the moment that we hit 500 followers, he'll be gone. We'll be too mainstream. I, I rate that, though. I rate we'll, be that. Too, we'll be too mainstream for him. He'll I be rate something else. Fair play, Rob. I'll, I'll start a new podcast on the side that you'll be into, <laughs> Rob, when we hit 500 followers. By the way, we're nearly 100 followers. That would be nice, wouldn't it? If we hit wouldn't that. it just? Yeah. I'd be happy if just if we did this for the next, like few years of 100 followers I'd rather more though unless those 100 followers are going to give us some cash yeah absolutely and then the final one is is my mate Detective Doobas Magoobas I can't be asked he followed me on Instagram actually like my Instagram not even bag of cans he's a good guy Um, I can't be asked to explain this story and it sounds dodgy and it is a bit dodgy Um, but Dobby Detective Doobas Magoobas actually solved the case of the nonce badminton coach that we used to have joking uh, slightly joking. Part of that story is very true. You're so, done. No, genuinely, badminton coach gone, gone to jail for dancing. He used oh, to be our badminton coach. Not your dad, though, no? No, dad's fine. Okay. Uncle? <sighs> Old no. brother. Not a family relation. Okay. But a genuine badminton coach gone gone for nonsense. And uh, me and Dobby used to go and <laughs> we used to go uh, badminton so much. So he was an answer, not? Not him, no, the badminton coach. Yeah, well, I'm just scrolling through. I think, yeah, that's the end. I can't be asked to do any more mentions this week, so. Are you going to explain how, how he uncovered the nonce? Oh, no, it's not what you think. That was kind of a joke. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fuck it. Sometimes it's better not to confirm or deny something. <laughs> I'll let you lot have that. I can't wait for, I can't wait for Dobby to message me after this. Like, I can't believe you told them all. <laughs> I didn't get nonced. <laughs> well, we shouldn't joke about that. But he didn't. No, we shouldn't. He didn't. He Sorry. Didn't but we did worry that me and him, looking back, we were going to get nonced. Uh, in the court case and shit, it was in the. Wait, sorry, is this legit? 
legit, mate. Oh, mad, right. Sorry. Well, I'm not sorry, but yeah, carry on. Well, nothing happened to us. But yeah, he's been genuinely done for nonsense, gone to prison recently. And in there, it was about like, it was something to do with sexual acts and stuff like that and grooming kids. I mean, it's like, he used to give us free chips. And That's we look back right. at it now and we're like, like, were we being groomed? Mental. Mad. Fucking sick bastard. Okay. Uh, I could make some really inappropriate jokes, but yeah, let's. Yeah. We'll move on to a different section because I can't be asked to do any more Twitter shout outs. But again, I mean, I might, again, I might shout you out. I might not. Please do keep doing it. Uh, I'm not going to. We're not, we're not, not going to be beggy, but like, it's nice. In fairness, JB, I did say last week um, anyone that like reshares to the story, I'd shout out, but I'm not doing that. Oh, you missed it. Well, we, we should actually do some next week because we do yeah, want cool. some people to carry on doing this. Yeah, I've got some interesting stories that we could tell in short form about good friends. <laughs> Moving no, on no one's going to repost stuff now. Uh, they're going to be shitting themselves. Uh, carrying on with this whole theme of audience interaction, mm-hmm. speaking now to the audience. Um, hi, audience. Hi, how are you? Um, if you've got any ideas for segments of, I mean, we've got ideas, but we're happy to listen to yours. It doesn't mean we'll do them. Sure. But if, if you've got things that, you know, like, oh, I talk about this next week or in a few weeks' time, or one of my mates said, it's not time precious, but any sort of, like, top fives, we did that last week, or lists, they were interested in that sort of debate kind of thing. So anything we've got we're, like that. We're just pretty conscious to not waffle on for too long, mm. aren't we? Yeah, we want to so make it, like, we relatively just... interesting for people. Sure, absolutely. I mean, um, your mate, your I say your mate, Bez, he's my mate as well, but because you were mates with him as a child, I kind of feel like I'm friend stealing if I say that he's my mate as well. You, you can you can have him as a friend too. Kind of, do you know what I mean? Though? Yeah, it sounds yeah. a bit weird when you say. I, that. I'll take like commission, but you can have him as a friend. I'm not. He's not worth that. Okay, fair enough. But sick idea though, wasn't it? What you had? Yeah, we suppose we should give him some credit. But yeah, Bez was saying that we should maybe do like Sunday League stories, so people tell us. Well, tales of Sunday own, League. But then yeah, people tell us <laughs> some funny Sunday League stories or. I don't want like people just saying, oh yeah, I scored a goal from 40 yards out and everyone went crazy and everyone was feeling Oh good. my God, dude, it was the first game of the season and we were being yeah. sick before on. Yeah. <laughs> and then we won the game and everyone was like, I can't believe you won that game. I thought you'd lose the game. And I was like, yeah, I thought so too. But then I scored a goal. Like, we're not interested in that. <laughs> no, we're not. We really oh, don't. I got booked for calling the referee a wanker. <laughs> Every every Sunday league tale now we've got to say in that. In that, <laughs> oh, in that voice. Hello, Bag of Cans podcast. I would like you to read out my Sunday league story. <laughs> that was brilliant. But now, Bez, that was a class idea. Really good. But yeah, I mean, if, if people cool. like that idea, and I think they will, I, I don't think anyone would not like that idea. But if you've got any six Sunday league stories, send them into us, Bag of Cans podcast. Joe, I mean, I think my name's Joe Back Bat. Podcast. Find me yeah, on the internet. Just Google Joe Bat. Um, also, if you didn't play like Sunday League football and you played like Sunday League softball or like, I see this guy running around near my house with like dodgeball team on his back. Even if you played like Sunday League dog, Sunday League dogball, dodgeball, feel free to send them stories in too. Now, I'll, have some, I'll have some golf stories ready to go from our Sunday League, eh, Lou, when mm. golf courses reopen. I walked past the guy the other day not the other day, yesterday, uh, wearing a Quidditch captain T-shirt. Nice. Not nice, weird. Is that like Harry Potter thing? Yeah. Did you not ever come? I went, actually, no, I was alone. But I walked through the park in Leeds once and they were all playing Quidditch in like some sort of weird... What's the concept of the game though? Have you watched Harry Potter? No. I've watched one. You know the bit where they throw the... The ball through the circle. So do you have a ball, but you've got like a broom between your legs. Got a broom between your legs, mate. Yeah. So I just, I so discovered that they were with playing. A broom between your legs. Yeah, I discovered they were playing this. So I then went and got a few beers and just sat by the side of the pitch watching it. Got <laughs> got really drunk, to be honest. It was fucking sick. Very strange. But I wish I was there. Yeah. Well, no. Cool. Yeah. Send send in your Sunday league stories, please, people. Right, we're waffling it. now. I've just looked at the time. So we're going to finish up today. It's it's back to me for the trivia. Hopefully there's no howlers. There won't be because I've actually researched them instead of just guessing who played where when. Mm. Thanks, Tom. Howler of the I was actually like I looked at I tried to have a look at like horse racing trivia to be on yeah. topic. I'd have been hopeless. 
Mate, I looked at like 20 questions. I knew the first one, to be fair. Didn't know any. Every, every single answer I would have given would have been Tiger Roll. Yeah, that wasn't the answer to any of the questions I looked at. Nah, wonderful. So go on, far away. Right, so we started with England squad. There are three players that have been capped for England while playing for five different clubs at the time of the call-up. Right. Understand that? Yep. So they've been at five different clubs as they've been called up to England. Three players. Can you name those three players? Holy smokes. Rob Green? Nope. Okay. Three players, all play in different positions. They've all retired now, but you will know all of them. Most of, the, most of their caps came in the noughties. Sol Campbell. No. That's a shocking guess. You've, um, got, you've got a goalkeeper. You've got a... David James. There's your goalkeeper. You've got a central midfielder. And you've got a striker. Unbelievable trivia, by the way. Um, no, fuck with it. Okay. Central midfielder. In the noughties. I'd go to the striker. Go to the striker. Okay. Five clubs. He's Gary Lineker. No, in the noughties. He wouldn't have been far off, though, Lineker, surely. Yeah, Evans, Spurs, Leicester. <clears throat> well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Um, Sheringham? No. This bloke's had a lot of caps. Uh, not sure if he's known for his goal scoring as a striker in fact he's probably had the piss taken out of him for not being much of a goal scorer as a striker Peter Crouch he's played at Leicester he's played at Liverpool I think he's been at Villa I think he's been at Bolton Dion Dublin no You'll kick yourself for this one, mate. I think I will do. You'll imagine him up top next to either Owen or Rooney. Heskey. Emil Heskey. Did you mention Wigan in that list of teams then? I didn't. Oh, that's annoying. I should have really got that. What was the other central midfielder? Central midfielder, yeah. You know what? I, I think a lot of people will be like this, and if you're not, then fair play. When I think of England midfield players, you just think of the standard, don't you? Yeah, sure. Like you know this one, though. Noughties, we're talking. He's a manager. Gerard? No, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't say that. Ooh, I didn't, say, that. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Five club, yeah. Gerard. He's a manager. Right now, in the Premier League. Scott Parker? Scott Parker. David James, Emil Heskey, Scott Parker. So Scott Parker would have been Spurs, West Ham, Fulham, Fulham, Newcastle. Yeah. One more. Charlton. Was it Charlton? I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm not even going to guess. Oh, Stephen Gerrard, though. Right, next one. Of the week. On. This one's a quick one. England are playing San Marino this week. Okay. We played them in 1993, and I don't know if you knew this, but San Marino took the lead in eight seconds. Mad. What was the final score? Oh, a little bit of phone going off. Sorry, that's my work phone. Um, what was the final score? 6 1. Ooh, 7 1. Eight seconds. Right, another San Marino one. In their history, how many times do you reckon they've avoided defeat? Three. Seven. And how many games do you reckon they've won? One. Correct. It was a friendly. Who do you think Wasn't it was that recently? Montenegro no. or someone mad like that? That no, was a while ago. Lichtenstein. Yeah. Right. We've actually gone on for quite a bit this week. I don't mind. Tell Not us if sure. you tell us if you'd rather us keep it short. Tell us if you don't mind listening to us for longer. Yeah, bro, you get what you're given. You don't even day. have to listen to it for the length of the time at once either. A lot of my mates listen to it in digestible segments. 
Yeah, why not? That's why we break it up into such easy segments. You want to listen to Cheltenham? Turn off after five minutes. Come back, listen to the football tomorrow. We don't care. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think I've got anything else to say or ask you about. So, Tom, can you give me Tom Stanley's final word? Yes. I have two points to make. The first one is partly a point and partly a shout-out to our very good friend, Brad Cousins, that's going to take the professional boxing world by storm. Brad is one of the most intellectual blokes I've ever met in my entire life. And he posed me a, a philosophical internal debate earlier today that I'm going to be thinking about for years and years and years. And I still won't know the answer. And I don't think you will even either, Joe. Um, it goes like this. Would you rather have constantly rollerblades on your feet or constantly boxing gloves on your hands. <laughs> I've, I've got, my, my mind was blown. Answers on a postcard. Answers on a postcard. Uh, BC Cousins Fitness, I don't know what it is. Message oh, Brad. Wow. Message Brad, he'll tell you. Uh, my second point is, it, it, this is a happy-go-lucky podcast, right? But I want to get somewhat serious for just a moment. Um, I watched a podcast, uh, uh, documentary this week on BBC by one Roman Kemp about male suicide. Um, we're, it's all our bloke mates that listen to this podcast. We've all had a really tough year. If you are feeling miserable or sad, just speak to one of your mates because I promise they probably fucking love you and it's what they're there for. Uh, so yeah, do us a favour and do that if you can. Other than that, have a boss week, not weekend, as Rob Bennett pointed out because we released this on a Sunday. So you're going to listen to it on a Sunday. Have a boss week, people. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Peace.